0: Hello, hopeful. I'm Roger Corville, and this is for the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. Here, we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. Welcome. For 20 chapters so far in the book of Matthew, we have journeyed with Jesus from Bethlehem to Egypt to Nazareth, throughout Galilee into Capernaum and Gennesaret, into the Gentile areas of Tyre and Sidon, to Magadan and Caesarea Philippi, and into Jericho and Judea. And now, for the first time in Matthew's gospel, Jesus enters Jerusalem. My friends, Matthew 21 records the last week of Jesus' life. For three years, Jesus has preached and taught and healed, and now we get to Passover week. And here's the big news. The rejected son is actually the exalted king who guides, guards, and protects. Which is kind of a big deal, you know? I mean, he's the king and I'm not. (laughs) Welcome to episode 2134 and today's little bit of our journey together through the Bible reading through every single word of it and considering our own stories in light of this big story. And today is, if you wanted to like put a stamp on Matthew chapter 21, it's kind of like the beginning of the end, or maybe it's the end of the beginning. You decide. I just hope that what you see here today or what you hear here today is that the rejected son is actually the long awaited and exalted king who guides, guards, and protects. Matthew 21 When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. And this took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, See, your king is coming, gentle and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, and then they laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them, A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. And then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those who were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus replied, Yes, have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies? And then he left them, went out of the city to Bethany, and spent the night there. Early in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he was hungry, and seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. At once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed and said, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? And Jesus answered them, I will also ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I'll tell you by what authority I do these things. Did John's baptism come from heaven, or was it of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, "'If we say from heaven, he'll say to us, "'then why didn't you believe him? "'But if we say of human origin, "'we're afraid of the crowd "'because everyone considers John to be a prophet.'" So they answered, "'Jesus, we don't know.'" And he said to them, "'Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things.'" What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, My son, go work in the vineyard today. He answered, I don't want to. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the man went to the other son and said the same thing. And that son said, I will, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two did his father's will? And the chief priests and elders said, The first. And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. Tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him, but you, when you saw it, didn't even change your minds then and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. He leased it to tenant farmers and went away, and when the time came to harvest fruit, he sent his servants to the farmers to collect his fruit, and the farmers took his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Again he sent other servants more than the first group and they did the same to them. Finally he sent his son to them saying they'll respect my son. But when the tenant farmers saw the son they said to each other this is the heir come let's kill him and take the inheritance. So they seized him threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. So Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those farmers? And they told him, He will completely destroy those terrible men and lease his vineyard to other farmers who will give him his fruit at the harvest. And Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This is what the Lord has done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will shatter him. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew he was speaking about them. Although they were looking for a way to arrest him, they feared the crowds because the people regarded Jesus as a prophet. And my friends, that is, that is uh, Matthew chapter 21. I think it's a bit ironic, don't you? The rejected son is actually the exalted king, in this case, who guides, guards, and protects. And you're going to hear a little more about that here as we get to our Old Testament segment. I just love it, though, when Jesus goes, have you never read? That'd be kind of like going to your pastor and going, yo, have you ever read your Bible? I mean, that's quite literally how brazen and... Uh, affrontive that is have you never read your bible pretty amazing huh remember this here in our sort of d- democratic west we've lost touch with the significance of what it means for someone else meaning not me or you someone else to be king right they are sovereign they get to call the shots Now, interestingly, as we turn to our Old Testament segment, listen to what this king, in this case, the good king, the creator of the cosmos, which is Jesus, listen to what the king demands. And listen to what the king desires for you. We pick up in Exodus 15 at verse 22. Then Moses led Israel on from the Red Sea, and they went out to the wilderness of Shur. They journeyed for three days in the wilderness without finding water, and they came to Marah, but they could not fu- could not drink the water at Marah because it was bitter. That's why it was named Marah. The people grumbled to Moses, going, What are we going to drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he threw it into the water, the water became drinkable. And the Lord made a statute and ordinance for them at Marah, and he tested them there. He said, If you will carefully obey the Lord your God, do what is right in his sight, pay attention to his commands, and keep all his statutes, I will not inflict any illnesses on you that I inflicted on the Egyptians. For, catch this, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve springs and seventy date palms, and they camped there by the water. The entire Israelite community departed from Elim and came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had left the land of Egypt. And the entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, when we sat by pots of meat and ate all the bread we wanted. Instead, you brought us into this wilderness to make this whole assembly die of hunger. And then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. This is how I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth the day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, This evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the Lord's glory because he has heard your complaints about him. For who are we that you complain about us? And Moses continued, The Lord will give you meat to eat this evening and all the bread you want in the morning. For he has heard the complaints that you are raising against him. Who are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. And then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. And as Aaron was speaking to the entire Israelite community, they turned toward the wilderness, and there in a cloud, the Lord's glory appeared. The Lord spoke to Moses, I have heard the complaints of the Israelites. Tell them, At twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will eat bread until you are full, and then you will know that I am the Lord your God. So at evening, Quail came and covered the camp. In the morning there was a layer of dew all around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated, there were fine flakes on the desert surface, as fine as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they asked one another, what is it? Because they didn't know what it was. Moses told them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each person needs to eat. You may take two quarts per individual according to the number of people each of you has in his tent. So the Israelites did this. Some gathered a lot, some a little, when they measured it by courts, the person who gathered a lot had no surplus and the person who gathered a little had no shortage. Each gathered as much as he needed to eat. Moses said to them, No one is to let any of it remain until morning. But they didn't listen to Moses. Some people left part of it until morning and it bred worms and stank. Therefore, Moses was angry with them. They gathered it every morning. I'm just going to pause. Therefore, Moses was angry with him. That last line. You ever think about your pastor being angry with you? Like, yo, here's what God said to do. You didn't do it. And yeah, Moses was angry with him. We'll keep going. They gathered it every morning. Each gathered as much as he needed to eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted, and on the sixth day they gathered twice as much food, four quarts apiece, and all the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. And he told them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake, and boil what you want to boil, and set aside everything left over to be kept until morning." So they set it aside until morning as Moses commanded, and it didn't stink or have maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you won't find any in the field. For six days you will gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Yet on the seventh day some of the people went out to gather, and they didn't find any. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and instructions? Understand that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he will give you two days worth of bread. Each of you stay where you are. No one's to leave his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel named the substance manna. It resembled coriander seed, was white, and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Two quarts of it are to be preserved throughout your generations, so that you may see the bread I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses told Aaron, Take a container and put two quarts of manna in it. Then place it before the Lord to be preserved throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron placed it before the testimony to be preserved. The Israelites ate manna for forty years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they reached the border of the land of Canaan. They used a measure called an omer, which held two courts. Now the entire Israelite community left the wilderness of Sin, moving from one place to the next according to the Lord's command. And they camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. So the people complained to Moses, Give us water to drink. Moses replied to them, Why are you complaining to me? Why are you testing the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water and grumbled against Moses. And they said, Why did you ever bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord what should I do with these people in a little while they'll stone me the Lord answered Moses go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go I'm going to stand there in front of you on the rock at Horeb and when you hit the rock water will come out of it and people will drink Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites complained and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? And my friends, that gets us up through chapter 17, verse 7. And you see how the exalted king, <laughs> rather ironically, rejected guides, guards, and protects. I want to close today with just a couple little proverbs for our wisdom segment. Proverbs fourteen twenty eight reads, A large population is a king's splendor, but a shortage of people is a ruler's devastation. A patient person shows great understanding, but a quick-tempered one promotes foolishness. A tranquil heart is life to the body, but jealousy is rottenness to the bones. And that gets us up through verse 30. My friends, the rejected son is actually the exalted king who, in this case, loves, wants to guide and guard and protect. And the irony is that if we go back to even the very beginning of the book... Genesis 1 and 2 is God pouring out his blessing and we get to Genesis 3 and God says, I want to bless you and mankind says, I don't want to be blessed on your terms. We still struggle with that. My friends, will we, we obey and honor the king. We didn't vote for him. He's just the king. (laughs) so we have a choice Uh, i love you my friends lord i just i just pray that you'll just help your words um, breathe life into us today lord lord help us to see your son as exalted king but lord help us to not only see your heart for us but recognize that our flourishing our blessing comes when we follow when we submit and we we obey I love you my friends amen amen